Just ask the Lord to help me that I need to get that done. And I worked on the awful ladder up through there that I got the wall piece in and then I just slid the other up underneath it and kept working there, got it all the way up to the top and then put the ceiling tile up and I was amazed at how God helped me to do it. Uh, I just thank God, you know, uh, I think sometimes things like that happen to us to help us to see just how fragile life is. Uh, you know, my cell phone wouldn't have worked if I'd had it in my pocket, but it flew out somewhere or another coming down uh, and it was laying there in two pieces, <laughs> but it still works. Um, so, you know, we can look at something like that and a lot of times we fail to thank God we're moaning and groaning because of how bad we're hurt, but we yeah. realize, boy, it could have been so much worse. I mean, uh, I, I'm just amazed that, uh, I mean, I'm sore in spots. <laughs> I forgot I had spots there, but you know, uh, be quite frank, I'm amazed I feel as good as I do. So uh, God's been merciful to me. All right, if you'd like to read with us, uh, I have read this and read this, no telling how many times in my life. And I was reading in Genesis today and ended up reading the last 19 chapters of the book. And in the very last chapter, the 50th, uh, I want y'all to listen to this. Oh, this is something that come to me in it. That they've been times in my life that I've had to struggle with. And here the 50th chapter, and we're going to start with the 15th verse. And when Joseph's brethren saw that their father was dead, they said, Joseph will peradventure hate us and will certainly requite us all the evil which we did unto him. Now they recognized that they hadn't been right laughing. And they sent a messenger unto Joseph saying, and this I believe was probably a made up lie because there's nothing in the, this that says anything that their father said anything like this to them. But, uh, and they sent a messenger unto Joseph saying, thy father did command before he died saying, so shall ye say unto Joseph, forgive, I pray thee now the trespasses of thy brethren and their sins, for they did unto thee evil. And now we pray thee, forgive the trespass of the servants of the God of thy father. And Joseph wept when they spake unto him. And his brethren also went and fell down before his face. And they said, Behold, we be thy servant. 
And Joseph said unto them, Fear not, for am I in the place of God? But as for you, ye thought evil against me, but God meant it unto good, to bring to pass as it is this day, to save much people alive. Now therefore, fear ye not, I will nourish you and your little ones. And he comforted them and spake kindly unto them. And as I was reading that and thinking, you know, Joseph had to have a mighty good heart to forgive his brother Cole. When you go back and you read all of this, they sold him down there, and then when he's in the house and he wouldn't give in to the temptations of the man's wife, he went to prison. And how long he was in prison, I don't know. But from the time that he answered or give the definition or the interpretation of the dreams, after the one was restored back, it was two years before he remembered what Joseph had done for him. And then you think of all of that and all that Joseph had to really look over and forgive his brother for. Yet he was willing to forgive, not only forgive them, but he said he was going to take care of them and their little ones. He going to see that they were provided for. There was a time when he had just refused. The drought would have took every one of them, but he had forgiveness in his heart. Today I'm afraid too many times. That isn't something we find very much, even in the hearts of people that says they're a Christian. Why? Because if somebody does me wrong, I'm either going to get even with them, or I'll never give them another chance. You and I today, God looks down at us, oh, how many times, as I was even thinking, as I was trying to get the blood stopped in my head. mercy and forgiveness and yet that's exactly what he asked me and you to do for one another is have a forgiven heart and right here it was his brothers you know to sell him into slavery was what they was thinking and because they did not like the interpretation <laughs> that he had of a dream that God had give him. And every bit of this come true when they were going to bow before him and all of that. And he was the younger. They thought that's not right for him to even say that. But here, that's exactly what happened. And here again, and what we read to you here, and they even went and listened to this. And his brethren also went and fell down before his face. And they said, Behold, we be thy servants. That was exactly what he had said that God had showed to him. And they just rejected him and hated him so for that very thing and they couldn't say oh we can't forgive him because he even said something like that but yet look at the forgiveness he had after they had treated him so you and I today who is it that done us wrong that don't deserve to be forgiven by me and you and I'm afraid 
too many times we feel justified in our anger and in our, I guess you'd say, pride that they don't deserve to be forgiven. But can me or you either one say that we deserve no. the forgiveness that God has shown unto us? No. You know, that's been the marvel in my whole life. What God ever saw in me that he'd forgive me. That he would call me to preach. I can't understand because, you know, I'd been raised and taught about what was right and what was wrong, what was expected of a Christian and all of this. And... In my sin, the things that I'd done that I knew, I knew better. And why God would turn around and forgive me of that, I can't say that I was justified or deserved it or anything because you and I, we can look at the things that God's blessed us with in this life and who of us hasn't been blessed above measure? You know, the Bible said he'd supply our needs. Which one of us, even those that don't know God, God supplies much more than their needs. And you know, uh, you hear the hatred and the stuff that's going on in the world. It just boggles your mind to think what kind of a heart could do something like that and be a, and be referred to as a human being. You know, I just can't comprehend it. And yet a God that is so powerful looking down and he's still showing mercy to the human family. And, you know, what's going on in the Middle East over there could be the very trigger that brings this whole world to an end. And yet people today, they don't even think about it. They're so unforgiven. Uh, you know, somebody does something and least little thing and people will hold a grudge for years. Um, I've got family that uh, dead and gone now, but held a grudge for years, upholding for a son that was totally wrong. And, you know, would not basically have a relationship with their mom and dad. And you and I today, if we can't look over little things here and be honest and stand upon the word of God, how are we ever going to make it to heaven? You know, God is merciful and he's forgiven, but he also has a standard that he's requiring us to live by. And, you know, I cannot uphold for a child, a grandchild, a great-grandchild, if they're in the wrong, I cannot condone, 
Try and comfort them in any way in that. Because if I do, I take their sin upon me. We can't look over sin, but we can forgive. And, you know, this day and time in which we're living, there's people that can't forgive over the least little things, but yet when they've done something far worse, they expect everybody to forgive them. You and I, you know, why should we expect somebody to forgive us if we can't forgive them? Here, Joseph, you know, he didn't have uh, anything that his brothers could come to Joseph about and say, I forgive you for how you treated us. But boy, they had a whole lot for Joseph to forgive for the way they had treated him. And they didn't even know and comprehend all that had happened to Joseph through that. They just seen the end there and how he was so great in Egypt, but they didn't say, uh, see what it was from the time they sold him until he gave the interpretation of Pharaoh's dream. You and I today, what we need to strive at is having a forgiven heart looking over each other's faults and failures because I don't care who you are, you're not perfect. They're none of us perfect. And every one of us has something that we've got to overcome and forgive. And the Bible tells us if you can't forgive, you won't be forgiven. So you and I, we need to think about that. You know, we might think we're justified in holding a grudge or how we feel. But sometimes it takes a lot of praying to get to where you can honestly say you forgive. You know, uh, I had some problems like that years and years and years ago. And I prayed about it and prayed about it and prayed about it and think it's all over. And then when I'd see the person, you feel it roll up in you again. And I had to keep praying about it to where finally God helped me to forgive. And I thank God for that, that he cleared my mind of it. So I cannot really remember the details to the whole matter. I just knew there was something wrong and I'm glad it's behind me. I forgive them and that's it. You and I today, if we can't forgive a person, then just think about that. How many times do I have to go before God and ask God to forgive me? And he said, if you can't forgive, you won't be forgiven. So you and I today, I please, I beg you, read this and just think of Joseph and what kind of a heart he had to have to do this. Uh, you know, it, it's just amazing And Joseph, he lived to be 110 years old before he died. But when he died, he had already given commands what he wanted done with his body. It is to embalm him and put him in a coffin and 
whenever God blessed them to leave, to take his bones with them, and they did. You and I today, if we remember God, we can depend upon he's not going to forget us. And God is ready and willing to supply our needs. But, you know, each and every one of us, you know, I think we need to pray more about our spiritual needs than anything else because I'm afraid that we've had the natural needs met very well. But you know, I've said this many times, you know, um, look over a crowd. You can see most people are overweight uh, to what a doctor would say is your best condition. But I wonder how the soul looks. Is it delighting itself in fatness the way the Bible says that we can if we'll just be what God wants us to be? Each and every one of us, we need to strive. This day and time, when you see the end approaching, that's when you need to strive that much harder to be what God would have you to be. And all the signs in the world is that this dispensation for the Gentile people is closing out fast. And you and I, you know, God is not going to make some allowances for you because of what family you was born into. Each individual has to make the decision for themselves whether they want to live for God and whether they want to be a, a Christian or not. Nobody else can do make that decision for you. That's something you've got to make. And you and I, if we truly love the Lord, let those around us see by the life that we live that that's really what's in us. Because words don't mean a whole lot if we're seeing something else. But if our life is showing what we're saying, that means far more, you know, um, how that song go? Um, you might be the only Bible that somebody will read. You might be the only Christian that somebody will ever be able to be in contact with. And are you going to be a good one that they can, if they ever need prayer? You know, that was one of the things when I worked Ford Steel and Water Corporation. I had people stand and laugh at me when I was there singing hymns and praying and tears running down my face and I finally just happened to notice them over on another machine and there they were, two or three of them standing looking at me and laughing. But when one, one night come and asked me to pray for their daughter that was in the hospital, that made all the times that they had laughed at me as nothing. You and I today, if they see something out of you that's different from anything in the world. When they need to get in touch with God or they need somebody that can, they'll call upon you. In that same place, a man got his hand caught in the machine. He's a black guy. And if his helper hadn't heard him holler and hit the off button to stop it, it would have literally pulled his hand off. And when I went running over there, he was hanging there by it, and I grabbed a five-gallon bucket and put there so he could stand up on it. And it took us, I think it was under 30 minutes to tear that machine down so we could get his hand out and took over eight hours for a whole crew to put it back together. 
But the, when I walked up to him, he was an atheist. But when I walked up and got that bucket and shoved it under his feet, he was ash gray. He wasn't black. He was gray. And the words he was saying, oh, God, help. He'd always said he was an atheist. But when there wasn't nothing else that could help, he was hollering for God to help. His hand was laying flat against this. War was in there, and he just folded his hand right down against that. You and I, somebody's looking at your life. Don't be ashamed to let them know God's real. Don't be ashamed when something goes wrong for them to hear you call upon God. I don't care if it's little, big, or whatever. If it's important enough to you, pray about it. Because each and every one of us, you know, out here Monday, I was the only one there that knew I got hurt. I was the only one there that was praying. And God heard an answer. I, To be quite frank, I don't know how bad I might have really been hurt. But I know when I stood up, everything felt a lot better than I thought it was going to. You and I today, we call upon God. The four-wheeler that turned over with me that time. I got to the house, and my leg was already blue and puffed up and everything. I never had anything hurt me so bad in my life. I thought my thigh was broke. And called people to pray and went to the hospital. They actually Nothing broke, and the blueness and everything went out of that leg so quick. You know, oh, it's just amazing what God can do if you can believe. And each and every one of you, just remind yourself so often when somebody else does something that irritates you, remind yourself how many times you've done things that probably irritated God, and yet he forgave you. While we sing a verse of a song, if there's one here that you need to come and pray, feel free to. Each and every one of us, you know, we've got a space here in this life to repent if there's something there that's not right. And if you wait till your last opportunity to praise went by, you might wish for all of eternity that you had. Because you and I, none of us knows when our time to die is coming. It could be before you get home. It could be 20 years from now. I uh, can't remember his name. I know where he lived, but I cannot remember his name. But there's a gentleman back there in... Um, Maryland, he had went to a singing out there on Route 1. And he was sitting there at the singing, and whenever it was over with, uh, people thought he just went to sleep because he was sitting there with his head down. They went to wake him up, and he was dead, sitting right there in church, and he died. None of us knows when our time is coming. It just behooves each and every one of us to be ready.